who are the Jags' five best players and who you hope will be the five best players at the end of this season. We'll discuss that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of said Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that you can subscribe for free on our YouTube page. That's Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell to receive your notifications. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, when you're just listening to them riding around, make sure you tap in every single day, wherever that is, to make sure you don't miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. And I want to say hello and what's up to our everydayers for joining me, Tony Wiggins, here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, as they have every time. For the last four years, every single day, it's been me, and and I thank you very, very much for doing that. New listeners, tell you a little bit about myself. Been covering the team for around about fourteen years now, in a number of different ways. So I, I'm a Duvalian too, or a resident of Jacksonville. So I like to think that I have my finger on the pulse of this franchise and what's going on with them and what they're doing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the five best Jaguars on the team as we enter the 2023 season. Now, this, I know this is going to be a little bit of a polarizing subject because I have talked so much in the past about who are the the top five guys that they have to turn that corner right now. And the top five guys from every NFL team is going to turn that corner. It'll just give you an idea. It doesn't always paint the biggest picture and the most broad picture, but it does give you an idea. OK, who do we have to go to battle with? Who Who can we flat out depend on? every single week to make a play. We saw a Super Bowl a couple of years ago where uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Jalen played, Jalen got beat up a little bit, you know, in some plays. He had a couple of bad calls too. But but for the, the, the biggest part is the difference between the Bengals, and the Bengals have some great players too, but the difference between the Bengals a couple of years ago and the Rams was – the fact that those three guys, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, especially in the fourth quarter, they made plays when they absolutely had to make plays. Just a year ago, when you think about Philly, all of the dynamic plays that uh, Jalen Hurts made, but he had some help along the way too. Kansas City had a few more guys that were able to make plays. So uh, one thing I'm going to do too is I'm going to mention who those five guys are, but then there's guys that you hope are the five best, right? And those are people that we we think the Jaguars have prioritized them and they play positions of of need and not only positions of need, but the ones that are, at, you know, positional value, the ones that are real high on that on that chart. So we kind of pull for them and want them to be great, too. In fact, some of these guys might be if another team was able to come in and cherry pick players off the team, they would actually be in the top five. But it doesn't mean that they're playing top five ball right now. And when I, when I do this list, you're going to see it. So I'm going to do my top five in segment one. 
the the five players you hope to step up in segment two and make that list harder to be so concrete and and some people will disagree with my five and that's fine and then i'm gonna talk a little bit in segment three about minicamp and a couple of bright spots from minicamp and to give a little bit of a warning to jaguar fans about something i hope they don't do um they love to find new new things to grab a hold to and they forget about the old but when you're trying to build a team we're always adding to not necessarily competing against so i want to make sure that that we're all on the same page with that plus give you just an idea of what happened uh this past week and top five players though let's get right into it i'm halfway through the first segment already but this is because it's a little bit of a no-brainer we're going with trevor lawrence he's the best player on the team uh he is the best player on the team not only that he's the first player anybody would take if they could cherry pick our players but he's actually the best player on the team like so last year going into last year you probably could have said that same thing but he hadn't really shown it very much because of the the tough rookie year he had but there weren't a lot of real big playmakers on this team as of that point anyway so trevor lawrence hands down best player on the team um i'm not going to include a punter because i know there's some people that want me to do that but i am going to say uh, that the person if you're watching the youtube thumbnail the the player that i mentioned is is uh foy oluwakon foy oluwakon is flat out one of the five best players on this team now i know it doesn't but it doesn't come from a position of value but the dude i think now what is it three years in a row that he's led the league or been very very close to leading the league in tackles he was everywhere last year for the jaguars just I had to constantly remind myself who number 23 was um, because that's an odd number to see a guy playing linebacker, but he was always there, always making plays. He was rock solid from start to finish. And that was really, really a good signing uh, by Trent Baalke to get Foy Oluwakan to come to Jacksonville and be their leader on the middle of their defense. So Foy Oluwakan and Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, are, are one and two. We haven't seen Calvin Ridley, but, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's one of the top three players on the team already because of the talent level that I know he has already displayed uh, in this league when he uh, played with the Atlanta Falcons. And he looks like he is ready to go. And um, he has not – it, it doesn't look like he's missed any football, but, you know, we have to wait till he gets in pass. But he looks like he's ready to go. He's said and done all the right things since uh, he's gotten here. So – I think he's a good fit. I think he's a good fit in a lot of different ways, but mainly because he can totally eat a route tree up and he adds uh, some speed, suddenness, and quickness too. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell, I believe, is is so good that teams don't really throw the ball at him very much. I know there was a knock on him that he didn't make enough plays and sometimes he didn't see the ball, uh, but we'd like to know if he's improved on that but not many balls go his way so uh when that happens that means a guy is a pretty good football player it's good size for a corner uh has really really improved in a lot of ways and it seems like all of the in all of the intelligence and the football character and all of that stuff has finally caught up with his body and his want to because he, he's a really really good player and you see why he was a five-star recruit so that's four so now i'm perplexed a little bit so what i did was come up with number five alpha and five bravo right so it's really six people but it was a tie and i can't break a tie uh if i can't choose which one is better but i don't have to because they're on the same team i'm going to go with some combination of christian kirk and travis Etienne. so 
Both guys were critical last year. Both guys had big seasons. One guy probably uh, both were equally dependent wide receiver to running back. But now I think Kirk is going to have a little bit of help. But that doesn't mean we need to knock him down just because someone's going to probably take a little bit of his shine away uh, in Calvin Ridley. Because the same thing might happen to ETN a little bit. And we'll talk about that in segment three of what I don't want the fans to start doing. But yeah, I'm going to go with those two as my top five. So let's look at that based on the positional value chart. Basically, uh, we've talked about it. Quarterback, bingo. Number one, your best player is your quarterback. Good. He better be because he's also, I'd hate for my quarterback to get $200 million of, of guaranteed money and he's not the best player on the team. But in this case, he is. Um, linebacker positional value chart according to if you look at it from where the Jaguars draft and try to uh, replenish the linebacker position well sure yeah they got a, a free agent a first round pick a third round pick and then got another dude this year uh, in the fourth round who's going to help him out a little bit I believe the kid from Florida so for them that value is a little bit higher other teams don't really place that type of value on the off ball or slash Mike linebacker position but just to cover our tracks here, we're going to consider Oluwakan a Mike linebacker and say, yeah, so he does qualify for one of those six spots. Tyson Campbell, definitely your outside corner, your alpha corner should be one of your better players, and he is. So that's four. Then you got running back and your second wide receiver. We didn't cover edge, and we didn't get the offensive tackle, but we are going to get to edge and offensive tackle because – those are two positions I think really, really do need that do need to step up for the Jaguars uh, this coming season. So when we talk about the next five guys that need to step up and challenge to be on this list, I'm going to also give you an honorable mention player that I think is a real good ball player, but he's probably not on this list, but he's probably sitting there right number 11 or number 12 in terms of the best players on this on on the team this year. In fact, I probably wouldn't be able to get to number 10 without naming Andre Cisco, but he's not in the next group of five because I don't think he needs to play that much better. I think he's fine just the way he is. It's just that we're doing this for a position of value and who needs to improve to see if they can crack this list. So we'll make sure we get to all of that for you in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars after I let you know about today's sponsor, which is FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You heard me. I said it right. If your first bet doesn't win. Now, it is crunch time in the NBA. We got the final set. Uh, We got the guy joker who was supposed to be the mvp going up against one that many considered the goat lebron out west and then we got a good old-fashioned knockdown game between a series between boston and miami so it's a good time to bet with FanDuel and get to know FanDuel right now there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com Slash locked on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I am Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars. I gotta just say this. I just said the official sports betting partner of the NBA, and they are. 
Somebody called John Morant NBA dumb boy yesterday, and I almost spit my coffee out this morning when I read it. That that while it's not a funny situation, that's that's a clever move because for y'all that don't know, if you don't, he was basically acting like NBA young boy, a rapper, while getting caught on these videos. And now somebody called him NBA dumb boy. I thought that was really funny. But we're talking about names today, not names we're calling people, but names that are outstanding players for the Jaguars or guys that you hope will be outstanding players for the Jaguars. Now, I mentioned the guys who are currently the five best players, in my opinion. Like, you have no question about them. Maybe they are at positions of value. Maybe they aren't. Um, I think four of them are, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, off the ball, or Mike linebacker, basically the leader of the linebacking crew, Tyson Campbell at corner, and then Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne. Nothing wrong with having another weapon in your top five. Because, but the thing is, is this is when you know you're getting better, and this is when you know you you're not only raising the the ceiling, they're raising the roof, but you're also lifting the floor. When I tell you, when you don't struggle naming five people, you don't. Not with the Jaguars, you don't struggle naming five people. Um, and what I mean by not struggling naming five, I didn't. I don't mean that it, it, it was hard for me to come up with five because of who I was going to leave out. That's why I ended up with six. But what I mean is some people struggle making five people because they can only name two people that are very good players on a football team. We can go back a couple of years and I did that and I could only get to three possibly, right? I mean, you can always name a five because it's always subjective. And as long as there are more than five, there are always five that are better than somebody else. But but we're all of the five people you name and really, really good. And that's the thing with the Jaguars. Sometimes we get to number four and the person who was the fourth best player on the team actually wasn't very good. That's not the case. Now I think those numbers probably go into the 11 or 12 area, but for us and for here, for here at locked on Jaguars, whatever I always said, I'm not just talking about being able to compete. I'm talking about to win a championship and compete at the extremely high level that we all expect or that we all wish for the team to be playing at so without further ado let me get to five next best players or guys that believe that i believe need to either maintain their consistency have another good year like they had last year or improve and try to challenge guys that are in the actual top five andre cisco he's all he's good he's good if he plays the same way he played last year he might be in the top five just off default i think people just want to see another year of consistency but one thing about cisco that you have to notice is he's like the tax collector and maybe he'll take that nickname up but he makes you pay for real estate nothing is free with him roaming single high and if that ball's in the air he's gonna go get it or he's gonna separate the person from the ball that's trying to get it so he's very very sudden and i love that about andre cisco all right five who need to step up it's, it's real simple the position of value uh, the two positions that that we did not mention that we should mention when we list the top five players on a team, we should mention edge and we should mention offensive tackle. We're about to mention edge and we're about to mention offensive tackle. Uh, we're about to mention edge twice because both of those guys, whether it's Josh Allen, the veteran on a fifth year uh, option deal this year, or the former first overall pick Trayvon Walker, who's in his second year, they need to improve. They need to get home. They played well. I think at one point Josh Allen was top three or top five in, in pressures. 
And I know for a fact Trayvon at some point was in the league for rookie of the year because he had a game where he had a sack and an interception early in the season. And then he had some other games, really good late games, uh, games late in the year, right before he had to deal with a high ankle sprain. So I was hoping that he would he would get to that uh, five and a half, six sack range so we could understand that potential, the uh, potential is closer than the stats suggested. But he didn't, and I think he was about to, but those last couple of games at the end of the season, when it looked like he was playing better because they played with his hand on the ground more, he uh, sustained the injury. Walker Little. I'm going to call Walker the Swiss Army knife because everybody around here believes he's the best guard on the team. He's the best right tackle and the best left tackle. We got to see it, though. So, Walker Little, this is this is on you. And it's very, very important and very critical for the success of this team because the most important person is the quarterback. Doug Peterson even said when talking about Jawan Taylor and his uh, – this is before Taylor left from free agency free agency he said don't you like trevor like you want to keep him standing up right so they drafted anton harrison shack uh anton harrison they they picked out of oklahoma in the first round also have cam robinson coming back at some point from a suspension even if he if he, i think they're going to appeal it but if he if he gets it and uh if he gets the appeal or not we got to figure out what they're going to do with walk a little whether he's going to play left does he stay at left when Cam comes back and they move Cam to a position he's never played, which is anything other than left because he's never played anything other than left tackle. We're going to have to see. So that's three. Devon Hamilton. We got to take another step. He got his extension this year. He got his bag three years, 30 some odd million dollars. Got it a year early. Uh, his value is solidified with the organization. I think he's a very, very good player. He can get a little bit better though. Just a little bit better and be that dude to propel the Jaguars uh, front uh, to new heights and give this team what Marcel Darius did in 2017. But now you're doing it as a younger Marcel Darius. So we know what it looks like. And uh, I, I like him a lot. I think he's a very, very good player. Uh, he just needs to continue to build on the success that he's already had. Devin Lloyd is my last one for this group. Devin even realizes he needs to improve from some sounds I heard over the weekend or some things that I read. He, he doesn't want to let his doesn't want to let his teammates down and he wants to be a lot better. And you know what? I'm gonna give the kid a chance, and I think he absolutely can in his second season. I just think they need to really solidify his role and he needs to understand exactly what it is that they're expecting him to do. And then he'll probably be in better shape this year because. Uh, hopefully he won't have any more setbacks. He got in a training camp last year with a uh, a hamstring problem that caused him some that cost him some time. And then when he came back, he it looked like it took him some time to get going. So hopefully Devin Lloyd will improve enough to the point where the uh, folks won't question them trading up and getting him in the first round of the 2022 draft anymore. Um, so when you look at the positional value of the chart, that's two edges. Uh, uh, left tackle guard right tackle whatever you want to call it, walker little uh, a run stuffing defensive lineman who can also put pressure on the quarterback from the interior as well as a second year player in Devin Lloyd who has good size and good range just has to be able to put it all together with his physical too so that's my opinion on who the top five is who the next five is even with one or two little caveats in there because there's really six players in the top five and then Andre Cisco, I think I left him off because I don't know if there's much improvement he needs to do except maybe just do it two years in a row. 
and that'll make everybody feel a lot better about him. Um, let's talk about minicamp. There's a signing from a veteran who was invited to rookie minicamp that gives the Jaguars a look that they don't have. The other thing is everybody's in love with Tank. I am too, right? I think Tank Bixby, I think, is going to be a great element to this team. But too many people are saying he's going to replace Travis Etienne, and that shouldn't even be the talking point. It should be what are they going to do together. I'll tell you why I feel that way in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, running it down here, Locked on Jaguars. I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. Um, uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Um, Happy Mother's Day to the moms that are no longer here uh, with their children. And um, shout out to all of uh, everyone who got a chance to say that to their mom yesterday and the ones who wish they had that opportunity. Uh, Mothers are great. We love them here at Locked on Jaguars. My mom is probably watching this show right now. Uh, so um, big day yesterday. It's a very, very nice, thoughtful day and one of reflection. Uh, we're going to look ahead a little bit here with the Jacksonville Jaguars and talk about Tank Bigsby. All I heard coming out of uh, rookie mini camp this year was about Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. We love Tank Bigsby. Everybody, lo- I think people like saying his name too. Uh, because well, it is, Tank is a hell of a running back's name. That's a good name for a running back to have. But no, but Bigsby also can just flat out play. He could just flat out get it, man. And I really, really think um, this is this is a big deal for the Jaguars to be able to get another uh, starting level running back who can split ties with who can split time rather with. Travis Etienne, and you feel confident, like Jermichael Hasty's fine. You know the Johnson kid that they brought in; he's been a good player. You know when you don't expect it to up in Cleveland. But the thing is, is when you're competing for a championship and you switch up to your second running back, you want to have confidence that that dude can just flat out go get it. I think Bigsby that's is that type, and I think he has some similarities to Travis Etienne. They're about the same size. Bigsby might be a little bit bigger. Um, they both have home run speed. Bigsby is just that he look. They call him Tank for a reason, right? He, I think he can bend and lean on um, the opposing defense a little bit more. Whereas Travis is going to try to hit a home run every time. That doesn't give me a reason to want to say, well, he's going to be their best running back. They like Travis Etienne. I like Travis Etienne, and you should like Travis Etienne enough to not just want to flat out replace the guy because you have a new toy uh, or a new ingredient in the pantry. You know. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of we just got to pipe down. We just got to slow down a little bit and we have to learn to, you know, to want to blend this stuff in as opposed to just finding something new that you like that you just want to run another guy off. It's almost like this. Nobody's forgetting about Christian Kirk because they got um, Calvin Ridley. I probably would concede that if Calvin Ridley is who I think he is, that he's probably going to get a few more touches than Christian Kirk or Trevor may just pass the ball around and hell they both might end up with 78 catches and and their numbers can be very very even it's just that I think that really gives you a little bit more I've seen him do it as opposed to uh, I think the best year of Christian Kirk's career was last year I think Calvin Ridley probably did better than that with a uh with a bad with a bad wheel you know with a hurt foot so 
um, I'm liking the fact that they added them, you know, that they're going to add players and not, I'm not going to sit here and just want the other guy to take the other guy's job. And just, I'm just giving y'all pause and caution. Love the new parts, but don't love them so much that you forget about the ones that were already here. Remember, ETN is like right on the edge of my top five. So I think he's super, super important to this team. But they did, the Jaguars did sign a veteran who was invited out uh, to rookie minicamp to try out. His name is Jacob Harris. Jacob Harris is a, a wide receiver slash tight end slash it sounds like nobody really knew what to do with him. But what he is, is he's 6'5", 220 pounds. And he's got, he's got a little hitch. He's got some giddy up in him now. He's got, he's, got a little, he's got a little something in the tank when it comes to having a little speed. And with that size, you know, I, I would suspect that what they looked at and it was like, Man, that, that would look good on our team. You know, it would give us something in these rooms that we really don't have. We really don't have a guy like that, right? And they don't. So what you're looking at is you're gonna give them it's gonna give them an option of whether or not they want to keep uh, a fourth tight end as a move tight end, or if they want to keep a six wide receiver and just let Jamal Agnew kill it as a backup slot or just focus on kick returns. You know, this to me is, 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 is really a big deal on whether or not that's what they do. If they keep five, I think what well, they keep six, I think if they keep five, I think those spots are already accounted for and you know who the names are, but I really look at this as a chance to have something and you always can prepare for injuries, but it's a chance to have something that gives you uh, that gives you something that looks different how about that it just looks a little bit different and i like it like i say six five two twenty fluid when he was with the rams you knew you knew how to ran routes you knew how you knew he knew how to do the timing stuff i just think it's a good look for the jaguars because this gives them something that they can look and see if they can you always want to look for guys that can make that extra play and I think this might be it. So I understand why they decided to go uh, this route, but we'll see how it pans out. I want to see everybody when they finally get in pads. That's the, I always say, you know, the, the shells and the helmets and the shorts is one thing. Everybody looks good running around. You go on any college campus and find a whole bunch. You go on most high school campuses at big schools, and everybody looks good running around in shorts, but the game isn't played that way. It's played with tides and pads. So we have to make wait and see what sort of impact those young people have on this team we're going to continue throughout the week take a good look at the roster uh keep our ear to the street in terms of what may happen in the, the vet free agent markets that darius smith got dealt and everybody hit me up saying could the jags have done that yeah they could have done it but somehow they end up not i wonder if it's something with trent balky why he can't get deals done because there were other trades in this draft and the jaguars couldn't get one on day three Day two and day three, they couldn't make any trades. And now it seems like all of these guys that could possibly be helpful to Jaguar that don't have huge salaries are getting traded. And, and it's at positions that they probably need a little bit of fortification on the roster and they're not involved in it. So I don't know. Somebody asked me the other day, does everyone like Trent Balky? I don't know. And I didn't even know that was that had to be a requirement for a guy to be getting uh to be working trades around the league, but because I thought the purpose of trading, making trades was you, you're going to beat the guy to something. You're getting something back, right? Every time I go buy a car, I feel like I got whipped. So, um, 
I, that's what I thought that was. But apparently, people are asking me if if, if Balky, if people don't not liking him, is that going to be able to handle? I don't know. I don't think that has anything to do with anything. But we'll see moving forward. And hopefully uh, the Jaguars will be able to get something in the secondary market on free agency that will help their ball club. But we'll be here every day to make sure we give you all of the news about that here on Locked on Jaguars because it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen and being an everydayer. And if you're a new person, please come back and try us again tomorrow. Maybe you'll like something you hear. Until then, we'll see you here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast.